everybody, welcome to episode 43 of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. It is Sunday, July 11th. It is 7-11 day. So everybody, oh. I mean, by the time you heard this, it won't help you, but hopefully you got your free Slurpees. Uh, today was the I'm day. I'm going to take my so. fish tank to uh, 7-11. 7-11. There you go. I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. And I am the returning Dallas Cade. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Hey, welcome doing? Hi, boys. Oh, my voice got real raspy. Right yeah, you had a bit started. of an issue last week. You couldn't be with us. Thankfully, Walter stepped up. Thank you again, Walter. For yes, absolutely. Once again, coming in Thank clutch you, as usual. Uh, yeah, but what happened with you, man? We uh, we had some issues there. Dude, yeah, man. I uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, we had like a plumbing issue. And uh, I'm in the basement. And the source of the plumbing issue was like, two feet from the other side of my wall and uh so there was water flooding into the basement and it would eventually it would go down this little hallway and into my room and um my sister's room across the hall and so it like kept happening too it happened like four times total i think um so originally it was going to just be fine you know clean up the first time and then get to doing the pod but then right as we finished cleaning up the first time it happened again someone flushed the toilet something like that like we had to go through the whole ordeal of finding out like which side of the house it was where the you know where the if there was a clog or whatever like because we have old pipes so they're like smaller i guess Mm -hmm. this house was built like long time ago um, I'm afraid when you say long time ago, you're like the eighties, man. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, I know you, what's horrible no is that later I, than the, I think the house was built no later than the early seventies. I was going to say, if, if it was built in the eighties, it's a 30 year old house at this point, which is 40. 40. It's a 40 year old house. Oh God, you're right. Oh yeah. my God, you're right. Yeah. Oh my God, God you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Remember the eighties, oh, but barely. yeah, I had a series of, plumbing issues that just kept me plus like all my stuff was everywhere like we took my my bed my end table like everything threw it as far over to that side as we could and we were just trying to you know make sure that it wasn't any worse than it was (laughs) fair enough so yeah we just had you know a shitty circumstance I was gonna say that's uh that's unfortunate. Uh, get the it? Sh- the shit hit the fan. Plumbing. Yeah. Man. <laughs> anyway, no, too early. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, Walter, for covering for me, and uh, well, I'm glad to be back. So uh, we're gonna do a kick-ass entry of Bruiser's <laughs> breakdowns and beards, folks. It's gonna be a good episode. 7-Eleven day. Yeah, we have a lot to cover this week, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, certainly, you know, uh, St. Louis Anarchy Circus Maximus uh, 16 happened over the weekend, so that's that's gonna be the majority of our show. Yeah. There was some AEW and WWE news. We'll, we'll kind of get that knocked out of the way first. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll get on to recapping Circus Maximus, because I think I was a for for what we got to see, it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to hear like all of it, and and that was that was probably the best part. It was, it was yeah. Kevin kind of had a really nice description of it when in our uh, chat. So 
talked about it being like like old timey radio. Yeah, like sports radio. You know, yeah. like I remember being on my honeymoon in England and listening to the Blackhawks at like two in the morning England time. You know, well, go for the Stanley I didn't Cup. Know you honeymooned in England. Yeah, I was very I'm lucky. Learning about you today. My mother, my mother in law, uh, gave us a choice when we chose when we chose to elope. Uh, that she was like, I could either get you a, I could pay for a wedding or I could pay for a honeymoon. And we're like, well, we're in the middle of Kansas and we're not going to invite anyone out here, so. Fuck the wedding. We'll just go in the court and get married. And we had a lush, uh, lush trip, man. It was dope. We went to the UK. We went to uh, London for about five or seven days. And then we were in Scotland, uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, Edinburgh, Scotland uh, for three or four days. And it was just beautiful. Like, man, there's so much. It's crazy because you have to leave the United States to know how actually young the United States is. Because, right. yeah, we're going in London and we're, we're going like the British Museum and checking stuff out where they actually have the legit Rosetta Stone, like something that kind of unlocked the language barriers with everyone. And, you know, they've got they've got artifacts in there from Greece and, you know, stuff that's from Egypt that's over 3000 years old. And, you know, like I said, you go back to the U.S. and you're like, well, this place was built in the 80s. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> You know, it like, now belongs in a museum. Yeah, no shit. So, yeah, it was pretty amazing. But going back to the sports radio thing, that's how I was able to listen to the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, that's how I kind of treated anarchy. This, you know, they they had some growing pains. Um, you know, they're they're learning. This is the first time they've done a live stream on their own. And for what it was worth, it was fantastic because there was really no buffering for the most part. It was just a lot of like pixelation. Uh, we, which we, I think, was due I, to the camera, the hard camera. I had some buffering and, and feed freezing at the on beginning. My end. I had it at the beginning, uh, but after that, yeah, it was, the beginning was pretty, was pretty, pretty bad. But once um, they sorted that out, I mean, like I said, I it was the commentary was dope. It kept me engaged. It really yeah, was. I was, I was, was going to say that is a testament. What you said about the uh, kind of sports talk radio vibe that you were getting, even without the video. Um, that's a testament to how good their commentary is. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously with the three guys I know that were on commentary for that show, like you're going to have a good commentary with those three. So yeah. Last time I heard those three together was for the Fred Yehi, Jeremy Wyatt, Iron Man match, 60 minutes right. and some change. And once again, they were up there for an hour, told a hell of a story. This time we got them for three to four hours telling hell of a stories, you know, like yeah. Sean Orleans, dude. I like I, I was going to say, shout out to Sean Orleans. He's so good, He's man. so good at what he does. He's so good. And then Ben Miller, once again. Just him, the, the high pitch, like, holy shit. Yeah, he's so into it. The emotion <laughs> drives, looking, dude. Yeah. He's and, great. Yeah. Like I said, him and Ben Miller bounced off each other so well. You know, Matt Jackson, once again, you know, great storyteller. Like this is, it was such a great Great performance by the three of them, like I said, and despite the home audience or the Twitch audience, you know, despite not getting to watch it, their commentary kind of more than made up for it. And I think in the future, once they get the video part squared away, I mean, they're unstoppable, man. With a commentary team like that, I mean, even if they have to tag out like they kind of did where, you know, Matt had to go work, you know, actually run the business, you know, like and see oversee things. It was great to have Ben Miller there to kind of pick up this. I would not even pick up the slack, but just, you know, tag out. Because uh, once again, like I said, all three of them had just such like such emi- such energy, and it felt good to be back in anarchy. Yep. So yeah, it was it was a hell of an event. Yeah, you didn't have to be there live to feel the energy and the excitement yeah. of yeah. the first anarchy show in eighteen months. And I think know. that was that that was 
you know, the, the, the video portion of the stream not working for the most part was, was pretty frustrating, but yeah, Sean and, and Ben and Matt made it to where you almost didn't need it. Like, yeah. and credit to them. Cause like they were talking about how they, they weren't really from an elevated position either. They were kind of behind the crowd just at crowd levels. Yeah. So they had no was, monitors or anything. They were yeah, watching. They were, so they were trying to watch the, the feed and they couldn't watch the feed. So yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, they just they did a fantastic job so mm-hmm. under, and that's what's crazy to me is like that's what commentary used to be like all right. about was because that's what it is for you know baseball or football or anything else is most of the time the commentary or analysts or whatever are their job is to like convey what's happening to somebody who can't see it so that they can like envision it yeah and right it's just so that you don't lose them you know and like some places <laughs> nowadays don't have commentary teams that fulfill that duty. So Fair for enough. them to have done that and to have done it so well, like, man, hats off to them. Yeah. It's just such a testament to yeah. their quality of work, mm-hmm. even from a, you know, out of the ring uh, area. Like, man. Yeah. It's it's good on them. Uh, also, don't fear if you have not seen this pay per view. I mean, we're going to spoil it, but if you do want to watch it, um, <laughs> don't don't fret. There will be a great version. I mean, they recorded a multi cam setup with uh, in a much higher quality uh, that should be going up, I believe, on IWTV. And then by, in- by the time you hear this, it's up. Okay, because uh, it's really? it's going up on Monday. Is I think what they said. So barring a delay. In, yeah. in editing or whatever, but the, I think they were anticipating it being up on Monday. So yeah, by hopefully by the time you hear this, you should be able to go into IWTV. And Shout out to whoever is, edits uh, that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean they they had like I said, I think they have the raw footage, so I mean they they shouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with that said, if you're not an IWTV uh, member, dude, it's super cheap, and I, this is not a sell because I mean I. Like we don't get any money from it, but I believe if you use the code, what was it? STL anarchy, like you get like 20% off uh, or you get like 20 days free. I believe. I think so. I think journey is still, I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Journey has a code too, but either way, there's codes out there. If you want to give it a free trial, IWTV's rad. Uh, If you're going to give 999 to a network for wrestling, this is definitely the one to give it to. As far as content goes, WWE network. I mean, I know it's dead now, but I felt better giving my 999 to like independent wrestling than I did, you know, giving it to WWE who there and, you know, just made a billion dollars anyway. And yep. the content that they have on there, like I said, they've got journey pro, they've got anarchy. Uh, they've got GCW. They've got a ton of different black label pro. Uh, if you can name any like somewhat, if it's a notable promotion, it's going to be an IWTV. So it's definitely worth checking out. So, I don't know why. Like I said, I'm not getting paid from the, for this. Yeah. I just want people to watch more wrestling. And like I said, it's a good one, especially if you want to see your indie darlings, because they're pretty much there's video on demand. There's all kinds of events going on all the time. Yeah, that was that was something that I just thought of that I was going to. Are they is is it the is Circus Maximus going to be on the VOD on the Twitch channel? I don't know because they, they weren't in any sort of they didn't achieve affiliate status for the first show. Yeah, uh, I, I think we were talking about that they they might have earned it during the show, right? So that they can do that going forward, mm-hmm. and I imagine that'll open up being able to subscribe to the channel and and that, that makes sense that stuff. So yeah. probably 
I'll, we'll have to ask Walter about that. Uh, but he might be able to just know, upload Drew. it separately too, like the yeah. the finished version, and oh, make true. it a VOD for subscribers. That I mean, would you be can nice. Do stuff like that. Yeah, especially if I could, you know, because that was my hope. Was once they open it up, was subscribe to their Twitch channel, oh, yeah. and then yeah, if they have the, the on demand stuff from there, that would be that would be super awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think with that, we'll just kind of go into the the card. Um, Oh wait, we'll we didn't even the... talk. Do we want to cover the WWE? No, we I was going to say what we we didn't, but we, we we've already talked about anarchy so much. Okay. So might as well go into that. Yeah, we'll just throw the the WWE and AEW stuff at the end. Cool. Um, so I guess there there was a dark mat dark dark match tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Bandy and Kayla Cassidy uh, end up taking on Sean Orleans and Sophie King. Uh, I wish I could have seen that. I like seeing Sophie wrestle. Mm-hmm. We got to see. Yeah, them she's at, done. Uh, uh, yeah, she's done. Uh, the scramble at journey a time or two yeah and then she's also had like what was it a four-way or a three-way uh i thought it was a triple he did a non-scramble match too at journey um which i think i think she wrestled she wrestled marty that's what it was gotcha okay and and speaking of um that reminds me we didn't get to see it as much on the video feed because the video feed was kind of busted up but the chirons that anarchy was putting up and the journey pro will be putting up as well uh, we're highlighting pronouns. Oh yeah, uh, in there, that which is really, really nice. Cool. That's mm. a good call. So, uh, it's really it, randomly random thought about that, and it really uh, worked out for Everett Connors because <laughs> right, Everett Connors. We'll, get, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Bandy and Cassidy got the win. Uh, I'll be excited to see Kayla at at Journey Pro. Mm-hmm. So at least you know I didn't get to see the dark match, but getting to see her. Yeah, like, she's announced, isn't she? Be awesome. Yes. Yeah. The, whole, the whole Journey Pro card's announced at this point. Yep. Except for the scramble, so, I think. You know. Which, except for the scramble. But you never but, announce uh, that. You just have fun with it. Yep. We uh, we've already talked to Walter. He's willing to come on and talk to us when we go over that card. So mm-hmm. that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll have that set up. I don't know if that's going to be next week or the week of. We'll we'll have to sit down as a team and kind of figure out when we want to do that. But that's you know surprise that's coming up. <laughs> um, so the first match that I saw on the stream was Adrian Surge taking on Nick King. That's what I saw. And I pointed out the stream was messing up so bad. So shout out to, to Nick wearing the, the neon green gear. Like he was kind of still recognizable as the, the stream was freaking out. Um, but uh, I love that move. That to me is that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good move. Yeah, very much. So uh, Adrian Surge ended up getting the win there. Uh, and then the the start of the show proper was uh, Derek Neal taking on Warhorse, um, which was an upset. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, I kind of that's not what I was expecting happened to Warhorse. But honestly, uh, it kind of set the tone for the night. If, if I'm being honest, it was a wacky there was night. a lot of upsets. Like it yeah. was, it was pretty cool. It was, I mean, some things happened, but yeah. It was awesome. I I did not know who Derek Neal was beforehand, but I'm a fan now from what I've from what I've seen and heard. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to revisit this once it's uh, back up on demand. But yeah, man. Likewise, I, you know, I wasn't uh, obviously. Um, I was too busy to be able to go there live, and uh, I didn't get to watch much of the stream at all. So uh, once they do get it up. I'm definitely going to be checking it out just so that I can be able to watch all these matches proper. Yeah. And uh, because yeah, this card, you know, obviously as we're going to get further and further into it, 
just a really good card. It was really good. Like I, I, I think I underestimated it, uh, how good it was. Yeah, especially it... some of these undercard like matches, Dude. like some of these ones that they didn't really announce that much or mm -hmm. like promote a ton. Well, even like or like crazy. Yeah, wasn't there a last minute one with uh, wasn't Bastard Cassidy like a last minute add on? He was added like the week before. Yeah, the, the four the four way match that we were about to cover. I don't think was announced ahead of time. No. Um. Which I'll have to see because you know we had we covered the card with Walter. I'm wondering if some matches got replaced or something. But yeah, um, man, yeah, you're the, right. The, the, the undercard was a four way was match. It really was. Uh, Mikey defeated Deacon Cash, Kenny Alfonso, and Victor Analog. Man, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it was funny because I don't think Sean Orleans knew it was a four way at first too. He's like, "Oh, here's a fourth person. All right." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because yeah, like I said, they were kind of just calling it on the uh, on the fly. But yeah, Kenny Alfonso, man, that dude just he looks and gets better and better each time, dude. Right. It, it's, it's so good. It's so good to see. Dude, him imagine training with him every week. Yeah, that's a gift. It's pretty man. Crazy. You got to enjoy it while you can. It's pretty crazy. The dude like and I tell him all the time, like if we'll be doing something and he's just kind of over there, like not sweating yet because <laughs> he just doesn't. Cause he's a freak and <laughs> he goes out there and does something that everybody else is struggling with on the first try and just does it super smooth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll just look at him with a straight face and I'll be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you're making me look, you're making me feel like I'm fucking, you know, dude puts in work. I got to step up my goddamn game, but exactly. obviously I'm not a fucking world-class super junior like Kenny Alfonso, but not yet. So be it. Yeah, I was oh saying, yeah, that's my goal, guys. I'm, is I'm, Dallas Cade gonna be in the best of the super juniors? I want to see those those like hurricane ranas off the top rope. Yeah, it's just gonna be awesome. It. You're gonna be waiting and, for a long. And you're gonna time. have to. I, I want to see you like run up the ropes. Like you're just you know not even taking the slow time to climb up there. You got to run up, flip. Oh yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> I can't wait. Oh yeah, just you, yeah. You know what? It's exactly what's gonna happen, man. I mean, there's some you there's wait. some holes on 205 Live's roster, so you know that's that's where I. See you just going right in. You think I'm getting down to 205? <laughs> God, him at 205 would be I mean, like, okay. That would be like. I wasn't even 205 before I started training. I was already no. above 205. I was going to say, then. at your height, like there's no way. 205, no. you would look like a skinny, like a yeah. just. Oh, yeah. That'd nah. be me like my freshman year of high school. Man. <laughs> yeah, we don't want That's that. That's not a good thing. No, we don't, we no. don't need many watermen here. <laughs> um, oh, God, no. <laughs> Oof. Next up, we had uh, Aaron Williams, uh, who's sporting a new beard that yeah. everybody, the commentary was raving about. New gear, too. Uh, <laughs> taking on Bastard Cassidy. He uh, has, it was funny because in his new gear, he's got like a like a top hat on his ass or something like that. But it looks like he has a cell phone sticking out of his back pocket. And like me and McDre, like me and uh, Andy were like uh, in the Twitch commentary. Like, I really hope that's not his phone. Cause he's taking bumps like right on top of it. <laughs> he just forgot to take his phone out of his pocket before the Ooh, match or something. Yeah. But once I realized the design, it was pretty good. But yeah, dude, he, he was great. And him and bastard Cassidy put on fucking put on a clinic. That was like the first Haas match of the night, I think, in a way. It really was, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny that Aaron Williams can do that because, like, neither of them are actually that big, you know? <laughs> but, like, I, I think it's just the impact that they deliver mm -hmm. with, you know, that it kind of feels like they're like everything they does is really bigger than than their size would 
in, would you know would indicate yeah um especially like obviously aaron williams just you know he can throw fucking kicks and strikes for days yeah um well he yeah just, he's not somebody to <laughs> to trifle with lightly well speaking and, uh, of his kicks though there was one point where bastard cassidy was openly letting him letting aaron williams kick him in the back i think he got a good oh, yeah. four or five strikes in and it was so bad like so he so cassidy's sitting me do that facing hard cam and he's, you know, he's, he's sitting down and you could see the rattle from the, from him getting hit in the back. You see how it kind of shifts over to the front, yeah. like in real time, like, <laughs> like it was ripple. wild. Yeah, yeah. You saw the ripple effects. The shock wave. And he took it multiple times. He kept that telling him, he's like more being. Was that, was that after the chops or was that before the chops? Cause he did the same thing. Jesus with- no. I can't. No. I can't remember. It, it was a rough. Oh, no. Like he, like Bastard Cassidy was just letting him lay into him, dude. Yeah, it was, yeah. There was, there was a point where he was just, and then and commentary was saying like Williams wasn't getting the chops in right. So that's what made me think maybe he went to the kicks afterwards. Yeah, the kicks were um, definitely doing the job. Yeah. Oof. No doubt. Um, well, it's no wonder Williams was able to put him away. Then Jesus. Right. You gotta that's chip away. That, Keep chopping. I don't know if I don't know if fans wonder this too, but something that I've always wondered. I wonder it even more now as a wrestler, like when guys just start doing that where I don't know if it's a testosterone thing or a competitive thing or a masculine thing or whatever, where they're just like, you know what? Fucking give me your best shot. Hell no. <laughs> You ain't get you're I'm and I'm telling you guys you will never I I don't care how in the moment I get you will never see me sit there and ask Aaron Williams to kick me in the kidneys five times. <laughs> it will never happen. <laughs> I guess it would go with your character though. If you're running like a monster, you've got to act like a monster. And there was times yeah. where they were actually treating. They were saying he had like a Jason Voorhees vibe to him. Bastard Cassidy did. Bastard, yeah. So I could see that. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. Keep bringing it basically saying, yeah, bring it. You're not going to stop me. But I think that's more of like a monster, like a monster heel kind of thing. Thing Like I think a swarmy heel would be the one that would go, fuck you. You're not kicking me. And (laughs) like, you know, exit the ring. I don't know, man. To me, the point is to win the match and the best way to win the match is to take the least damage. So you're right. And it's about lasting, but I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a dumbass kid. I don't well, know but you also you also on. strategically you can tire your opponent out because if they're having to throw their best at you and you can take it, then they're winded. But and can you, just... you take it? It is their best, especially Aaron Williams kicking I mean, you. Dude, Bastard Cassidy, did a damn good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling he can take some shots. Yeah, if you see oh, the guy, if you I see don't him know live, a weak dude who would call himself oh, fast. I can't because so. I'm weak. He's he's a he's a I dude am that not can... as big, strong, or tough. Clearly. That's why. That's why you're the hair metal heartthrob. Right. You're, you're the heartthrob. Exactly you, right. you you lull people in with your good looks, and then you beat the shit out of them. Yeah. See. That's that's, that's your trick. Oh yeah, pretty boy can't sneak you that way. Yeah. Okay. I see. <laughs> I see, Michael. Yeah. I mean, I just gave it away to all your opponents, so now they know. They, they know, know the, the secret. secret. If they go in blind, yeah, exactly. There you go. Um. So yeah. So Aaron Williams got the win. Uh, and then next was like a string of matches that I, I think just had to piss Ben Miller off for the <laughs> longest just because Greg Jovi was out there. Yeah. For three straight matches. That's true. So, Jesus. and man, oh, yeah, he was. Ben, he had the whole ben family there, off. man. As soon as Greg Jovi came out, 
just been on commentary was letting him have it. So yeah. came out in white pants. That was a brave <laughs> choice for Greg Joe. I did. Joe, I was feeling it, man. Before yeah, Labor Day, really too. Was. Yeah, exactly. So he was within the rules, but yeah. Um, actually, one of my favorite moments of the night. It was it was the, the tag match of, uh, of course, Angelus Lane and Christian Rose. Uh, with Greg Jovi representing the family. Mm-hmm. And they were taking on Billy Starks and Evangelistico. And if you know anything about Billy Starks, you know that she loves cows. And Evan decided to play along with this and comes out in this like blue and white. I swear he they must have like jumped a Chick-fil-A employee and stole <laughs> their, their cow costume. It was a mascot of some sort. He comes out, yeah, in a blue and white cow mascot costume. In a hundred degree and, weather, yeah, exactly. dude. I don't know how I didn't see that coming. Because that is right. such a Jalistico thing. Right. right. Well, like, it's because it he screams Jalistico. If you watch the promo before the event, he got all super serious and. and oh, I knew it was like know, a front. Yeah, like I was I, like I, okay. I, I was ready. It's like, is this a different Evan Jalistico? Okay, yeah, Evan. No. Nope. nope. You never know what nope. to expect from Evangelistico. Right. You might get that or you might get a shoe thrown at you. It's, you know, it's great. Depends on the day, man. Yeah. Uh, so I, this is, I tried again, the, the feed was still causing some video issues here. Uh, but this one was a lot of fun to watch. Bless Billy Stark's heart for trying to go after Christian Rose. That was awesome. Like to start off the match. That was, that was hard to watch. Especially knowing the dude, and we've had him on the show, and then dude, watching him just one of my favorite wrestling, one of my favorite wrestling clips of all time is I can't remember when it was, but it was I would assume the last time before this that Billy Starks and Christian Rose were in the same match because Durden was in the ring with uh, Rose and Starks, and then Rose grabs Billy Starks, takes her across the ring, and screams. It's past your fucking bedtime, and then yeets her head first across the entire ring. It uh, is one of my favorite clips in all of wrestling. That's fantastic. Uh, that is, yeah. What that's Christian true. Rose is, what we would say is always a win. Yes. Yes. I was like, man. Also, I want to mention about uh, Jalesco's uh, a gear. So once he took off the cow suit and was already pouring sweat. Uh, he was also wearing like some straight up disco inferno tights, like he had yeah. bell bottom tights, and I think yeah, it was di- like it was like very reminiscent of disco inferno. Yeah, I mean he had a he had like a black singlet, uh, you know, his, you know his it. usual black like, like black singlet top or yeah. doublet. I guess it was a I don't know whatever yeah, it was called. Yeah, so he had that, uh, but then he had the like disco inferno like a dry fit tank top or whatever, you know. So I yeah. I'm. I missed how it happened, but Billy Starks and Evangelistico ended up getting the win here. Um, but Billy Starks did wow. actually get injured towards the end of the match. Mm-hmm. She hurt her foot or ankle. She ended up missing uh, the show. She was supposed to wrestle on the following night. But uh, I think I think you guys were saying you saw. She said she was probably gonna be out a couple weeks. Yeah, she should be back. So, thankfully, it doesn't seem that serious. Yeah, but... I don't. I don't think it was major, major. But she did get had to get some help out. Yeah. Um, and then just out of nowhere to the, it, you know, Christian Rose ate the pin um, and Angelus Lane hopped in the ring along with Greg Jovi and just proceeded to kick the shit out of Christian Rose. Mm-hmm. And she and uh, Jovi were kind of stomping him. And then 
another you know friend of the show, Moonshine Mantel, comes running out, uh, seemingly to make the save, uh, but in a twist, ends up kind of joining the fray and beating the shit out of Christian Rose. One hell so, of a clothesline, um, a lariat, if you will. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was pretty. <laughs> Um, also at this moment, Angel Slane, she picked up when Christian Rose came out to the ring, he was drinking like a pitcher. I'm sure it was like a pitcher of beer. Very anarchy. Uh, yeah. Just coming out in a yeah. full pitcher of beer. <laughs> just drinking just out of the pitcher. the pitcher. Yeah. Uh, at one point she picked up the pitcher and just chucked it as Christian <laughs> Rose was going back up the aisle, but she didn't hit Christian Rose. She hit a fan yeah. <laughs> with the pitcher and, uh, commentary was talking about it and sure enough the fan afterwards he was cracking up had yeah. tweeted about getting hit with it he, he was just hoping it was it like they caught it on feed. tape or something like that yeah and I, I we didn't see him get hit per se but we saw angelus make the throw you yeah. saw like he, the splash he, he did, yeah he didn't even know who threw it he just knew all of a sudden he got hit <laughs> the yeah so, he was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. so that huh. was awesome um, if you're at, if you're at an energy right. show, you really do have to be ready for anything. You have to be ready to get up at any time because Gary J is going to throw himself into chairs. Uh, you have to be ready for, you know, just anyone coming. If you're, if you're sitting front row, you just get ready to move. And then sometimes yeah. if you're sitting back row, get ready to move or dodge exactly. fucking flying objects. But you know what? It's a fun time anyway. Exactly. Wow. So, uh, so I guess moonshine is now part of the family mm-hmm. and Rose um, is out. And Rose is out. Yeah. Uh, Rose so is out. Mantel's in. The three of them stayed out there because the next match was Thomas Shire taking on Jake Durden. Uh, so, obviously, every member of the family was out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to watch this one. Like, at this point, my feed kind of broke and I had oh, to step away. Well, they got thrown while, so. out, uh, by the way. Or was it for Gnarls Garvin? It was one of the... The family got thrown out for one of the matches. I know that. I think it was the one after. The Gnarls yeah. Garvin. Yeah, the yeah. beef... Yeah. Beef and Moonshine. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I don't know, Kevin, what, what was your take off this one? Because, like, like I said, I missed it. So, uh, from what I remember, I mean, yeah, Jake Durden kind of held his own for the most part, man. But Thomas Shire, dude, he's, like I said, he's proved himself since he fought Gary J. Did you say Jake Durden held his own? Like, okay, I'm not, <laughs> I thought Jake Durden was going to come out there and yeah, that completely was, that dominate. Was Kevin WK said Jake Durden held his he own. He always so does. Jake- Please know it was Kevin WK who well, said that. Uh, <laughs> let me. <laughs> well, it was a good match either way. Michael <laughs> Reed and Dallas Cade are not responsible for the comments made by Kevin nope. WK on the show. Yeah. Okay. Jake <laughs> Durden was destroying Thomas Shire, but Thomas Shire brought, you know, used that St. Louis anarchy energy and was able to overcome. Uh, like I said, it was just a bang up match. Uh, once again, straps up, straps down. <laughs> it's still a thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, man. Thomas Shire, like I said, he is a beloved individual at Anarchy. So it was good to see him come away with the win. And I think it really kind of energized, really jazzed up the crowd, especially after, you know, what they've seen before, you know, especially like Warhorse not getting the win, you know. I know, right? It's it's just, and I think. You know, in hindsight, they were, I mean, St. Louis. So it's, you know, I shouldn't have been surprised that Warhorse lost that that match right off the bat. But what do I know? Are you trying to take a jab at St. Louis? Or yeah, I don't know. No, I was trying to, no it's, know it's being you're... in your hometown. Like, I mean, oh, like oh, the hometown. Going, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, hometown yeah, yeah. loss. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, I don't know. I mean, this kind of this kind of seemed like an upset to me too. Like, the, but in the reverse, where you know the guy you wanted to win ended up winning because yeah. 
like obviously Thomas Shire, you know, he uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um not ingratiated, but uh I don't he put himself yeah, he organically won the love of the of the fanarchists with some of like his that. just gutsy, bloody heart filled performances even in defeat mm -hmm. um over a period of time the the fans of anarchy just grew to love him and love him and uh you know even despite him being associated with jovi and his family so you know shire being able to turn the new leaf so to speak and now wanting to bring it to the family for sticking it to him and able to do it successfully against durden who before I would have said was the biggest scariest guy in the group, but now there's two large scary men in that group. No <laughs> offense to Rose, but like, you know, Moonshine and Durden just scary. Just yeah, you're just looking at him. You're like, dear God, am I in for it? You know, that's <laughs> like, a family yeah. you don't want to mess with. Like right? Rose is no Rose is no walk in the park. No, you know, but Durden, you know, his size and ferocity speak for itself and moonshine is literally synonymous with intensity that is unmatched so to put those two together terrifies me it's the superpowers it, the it, mega powers it, it yeah. kind of feels like it. it it feels more like like the 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 uh the top what, what were they called the twin tower the towers of doom uh, Towers of Power? No, wait, that was a, that was a funk Who band. was that? Who was that? I don't remember, but like, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, these two are big, scary, and they will beat the shit out of it. Yeah, they're on the same page with yeah, each now other. Now they're so on the same team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. But Shire ended up winning. Yeah, he did. I guess led to uh, the rest of the family getting expelled from ringside when Moonshine immediately after wrestled Gnarls Garvin. Mm-hmm. Yep, but uh, the the family was not going to go out over three, so you know Moonshine did his part and got the win. Uh, again, I I didn't get to see this match. Kev, was there anything stood out to you? Or? I mean, other than them beating the ever loving shit out of each other, as yeah. you'd expect. I mean, it was just, it was <laughs> a hot fest, I, I, dude. It was like yeah. you could hear the slaps at least in the audio. Yeah. Which is saying something because once again, they had one mic and it was just on hard cam. So to catch like body slaps <laughs> that loud is saying something over a crowd of what they said, uh, they low five hundreds. Like this is one of anarchy's biggest shows from what I heard. You know? Wow. I didn't know the crowd was that big. Yeah. So no. to have that many people and to still hear the body, the, the, the meaty slaps <laughs> is saying something, man, they really did go out yeah, there man. and just beat the shit out of each other. I didn't, yeah. once again, this is one of those matches I had to listen to. So, you know, it was kind of hard to keep up with, but I'm going to be re watching it when, when the video on demand drops. Yeah, I definitely, For sure. it's, I, I saw a, uh, I saw a clip of it where they were sitting in the chairs on the outside, just trading blows. And, uh, the, I don't, I mean, just from, from, from that one clip, I can almost guarantee I know how the entire match went and, you know, I feel like that was Gnarls Garvin's style of match. But the problem is it's also Moonshine's style of match. Yeah. And Moonshine has done it uh, uh, considerably longer, I think. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to get into a pissing contest with 
moonshine. So while that is probably Gnarl's, you know, preferable route to take, it, uh, it, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have seen it working out for him if he'd asked me mm-hmm. for a prediction. And uh, I, it's, man, it's hard to pick win. against. It's hard to pick against Moonshine. It really is, any, man. Any time. Which <laughs> shout out. out to him. He he, you know, was on AEW Dark earlier in the week too. That's so I don't think we talked about that. So that's big week for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I I want to say I'm, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Bear Fighter Dmitry Alexandrov. He's a wrestler I got to see at MPX Wrestling a lot down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He was there in the crowd, uh, so he was sharing pictures and clips and shit while he was there so i'm excited to see i'm always excited anytime there's like texas wrestlers up here and i I tweeted at him about hopefully we get to see him over on this side of the state i hope so too uh, at some point he's a man if if you've not seen dimitri alexandrov he is he's awesome he was at the metroplex show we went to right yeah so i got to see him there yeah i've seen seen him there and he was awesome yeah he's way over with the crowd and, and he's just he's a lot of fun to watch so uh i hope we get to see more of him up here but yeah just the fact that he was in the anarchy crowd uh, hopefully getting kind of a lay of the land for, you know, maybe somewhere he's going to be wrestling again in the future. That would, that would be nice. Yeah. And if we, they can get him over there, hopefully we can get him over here. So that's pretty dope. Uh, but yeah. And then that led into another highly anticipated matchup. Uh, Everett Connors taking on Davey Richards. And uh, this is, this was the point I, Kevin, I, I hopped in about midway through the match, so I didn't get to see, Everett Connors Chiron, but I, I heard about it kind of ahead of time, and then <laughs> that the, they showed him that they, they made a reference, you know, because again they were you know they were using the Chirons to show pronouns, mm-hmm. so uh, for for Everett's it just said I am him, yeah, which is a perfect Dude. call, yeah, so, fucking awesome, yeah. yeah. It was it was very awesome. Everett Connors. For those who don't know, back in the NWL, Everett Connors had a gimmick. I mean, it was pretty much Everett Connors, but he had a. Uh, he had where he was a singer, like, and he he was a pop star. Yeah, he was a pop star, a, a, a aspiring pop star. And his first single was "I Am Him," and he subjected us to that in Ring, where we had to listen to like a with him and Rashid Ali was his producer, which is hilarious. It was great, but yeah, it was one of those things. Like, if you didn't know that, you're probably like, "I am him." Okay, cool. But like living through that, it was it was a good like it was, it was like our own little Marvel Easter egg of yep. sorts. Yeah, and it oh, was great to see it. That's so funny for those who got it. They must have popped hard. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I did see in the uh, the chat afterwards. People were were talking about it. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I am him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to still find it on YouTube. Just look up like Everett Connors. I am all him. these all stars. Man, it it's w- money. <laughs> <laughs> and he like okay from what i've seen of the match i mean it was thankfully walter really sold us like i we didn't both mike and i didn't really know much about davy richards and he kind of gave us the the history of how special having davy richards and anarchy was and how big of a name oh, yeah. he was you know he was there for the early days of ring of honor and everything so honestly like i was hyped about seeing this and especially that he was going up against everett connors because it would seem like a polar opposite you know, Everett Connors yes. you would think would be more of like the comedic, but like, yeah, dude, Everett really held his own. Like it was fucking awesome. It was rad uh, from what I could hear. Like Sean was losing his mind. It made it seem like it was match of the night. Uh, yeah. It's hard to say that because like I said, there's still two more bangers that were after this, but this one got a lot of love and a lot of people came away with probably some new respect for Everett Connors. 
but oh, undoubtedly, yeah. I think that's kind of the position that they were aiming to put him in with this match. Um, right. Because, you know, when they announced it, it was right from the jump is almost, it was like, Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, damn, like this one had huge match written all over it in big, bold letters. And, uh, I, I just, it kind of was one of those situations where I feel like no matter what Connors was going to make a statement, you know, he 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 was he ended up raising his stock even without getting a win you yeah know? and when you're in there with a caliber opponent that Davey Richards is you kind of it's almost like you have no choice because if you can't if you can't raise your stock in there with a guy like that it's it's kind of like how who who could you how else could you, you do know? yeah yeah exactly. exactly it's it's like yeah I think I think that's what it was ultimately was that they wanted to see if Connors could, you know, kind of uh, put himself in that in that new light. Whereas, you know, everybody knows he's super entertaining. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Cut some great videos. He, right. And he's, you know, that's that's his attitude towards wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why that's why it translates so well. So I I would imagine the uh, ambition here with this matchup was to kind of get him out of that and see him find success outside of that uh, role that he's so good at. Um, and even in defeat, I think he proved that he's got something there. So I, I think this only means anarchy is going to continue to put more and more uh, faith into him that as much as they can. And, and Walter said as much, uh, to us in our chat, so I don't think he'll be too ashamed if I, I let this out. But he said, you know, as Journey Pro fans, get used to Everett Connors. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to be seeing Please. a lot of him, and that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Everett, yeah. yeah, Everett Connors at Journey Pro is a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, a, it, it was something that I said to them in the first run. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, so uh, has, has Everett, you know, has Everett Connors not, uh, you know, hit you guys up or anything? Or because I think he was on one or two shows in the first run. Um, but wasn't like well yeah he wasn't around regularly yeah. and uh it was kind of just like i don't know to me it seemed like a no-brainer it seemed like an easy fit mm-hmm. uh you know i think peg, he did the anarchy hole. show at kanza but i don't think he yeah. did any of the nwl early I was shows say, I, I never oh yeah, that I, I only went oh, excuse like me the show, journey pro but... early shows yeah that might have been it then. Yeah, yeah I think he did the know. Kansas, like when they first, like Anarchy in Kansas, I think it was. And I right, think yeah. he did that show because that was back, once again, Warhorse did it, but he was still Jake Parnell. Like it was before he went in like full on war. I mean, like he's still coming out to Four Horsemen, but he was still the war, the war horse, right, Jake right. Parnell. Right. You know? So yeah, it was a pretty early time, but it was rad. And yeah, I think that was still when he was still like a huge Anarchy guy. You know, one of my favorite things going on in, in the world right now is Everett Connors <laughs> budding romance with Charlie Evans. Uh, and, and I heard oh, he did come out. I heard he came out on a Charlie Evans uh, shirt. So that was awesome. She tweeted about it. She seemed pretty yeah. happy. Yeah. I heard she was watching. So um, yeah, that was I'm funny. People were saying was. that. So that's uh that's <laughs> fantastic. So I, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm like this close to doing like a, like a some sort of a car wash or something just to raise the funds to get her get her a plane <laughs> a ticket. Car wash. You know, I think if I went out there in some basketball shorts and, and washed some cars. Wash, yeah. 
I mean, people might give me money to just put my clothes back on, but that's you know. story of my life, <laughs> right? Reverse stripping. Yeah. Hey, you know, whatever works, whatever reverse, brings reverse. the money in, we'll we'll do it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think he he came the commentary was really putting him over about that being like his his moment like his kind of ascension into that from being kind of a gimmick or whatever like being a main event yep. like a legit and a wrestler like, you can take serious yeah yep. like you know so he can, he's, gonna he's be goofy yeah he's goofy but he can back it up and that's yep. something because like i said there's he's, some wrestlers that can't I'm, do that. like i said i'm so excited to see him at at journey pro later this month like i yeah. i can't it's it's always cool, you know. It's it's the same thing like Warhorse, kind of before the the pandemic. Like he was like one of the hottest names in indie wrestling, and it's it's always cool to get to see those people while they're blowing up, like mm-hmm. right in the moment. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. uh, so ne- next up, I for I don't think we mentioned that this was a title match when we we covered it, but. Uh, you know, shout out to Zero One letting their tag team title match take place. On, oh, I don't uh, think they the minded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the the premier, of course, who were using Freebird rules, but they had Camaro Jackson and Campbell Myers, uh, and then SK Bishop was out there too with them. Uh, they were defending against the besties in the world. Uh, this, unfortunately, I completely missed this match uh, entirely. So, Kev, I'm gonna kind of take your word for how it went. Uh, it was good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys how it went. <laughs> Campbell got his ass whooped. That's how it went. He got slobber knockered. He got a Steel City beatdown. Is that how v- Fitchett said it? I don't know, but uh, no, I, just, <laughs> I think so. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But uh, they, I'll yeah, tell you I'll this. You, you go they, ahead, Kev. They got instant heat because they interrupted the uh, besties champ. Uh, they interrupted the they besties did. intro. Oh, I heard that's about that. Genius. Yeah. That's so genius. as soon as it started, good. they they rushed the curtain. So Good. yeah, uh, I believe SK Bishop got some, got some sneaky stuff in, uh, being the third man kind of hiding out, but also it was the return of somebody that probably a lot of people didn't expect to see that night. And that is Kenway himself. That's right. I didn't hear about that. Kenway is back. Kenway is not dead. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he ran in and hit fidget. I think it was, I, he, I didn't see what he did. I just yeah. He attacked. Sean, but, Sean Orleans was just losing his mind at that point. Yeah, so, uh, but whatever it was, he still couldn't help him because Besties ended up winning. I was gonna say yeah. it didn't seem to matter much because uh, on the results here, I say yeah. Besties in the world defeat yeah. the Premier. But yeah. Kenway's back. I mean, in some fashion, you know, like people, people. He was gone. You know, he was off doing other things, real world things. And uh, I don't know if he's back for good, but having him show up to that, like I said, it got a huge pop. Like people, yeah. like I said, it, it was great to see, you know. So I, I hope he's back for, you know, for a time. But well, good we'll for him. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and that leads into the, the main event, which was the uh, Gateway Heritage title match. Uh, Jeremy Wyatt, who is now over a thousand days in his in his reign with his belt uh taking on gary J. now if if you remember the last time these two faced off was at journey pro was a 60 minute draw um and was Isn't that the last match before the pandemic no because uh no. we still had zello pro zello pro was the last uh journey uh, pro event. no yeah zello pro was january no, zello was january uh, and this, this was in february 
which would oh, have been yeah. the last show. But this was the last journey match before the pandemic. You're right, actually. Okay, good call. So we got a replay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it went 60 minutes and once again. again. Yeah. And they beat the shit out of each other for 60 minutes. Came to a draw. <laughs> Gary J asked for five more minutes and uh, fucking Jeremy Wyatt just like dropped him and left. <laughs> the crowd was like, they, it kind of sucked the air out of the room because you know, the crowd <laughs> hates Wyatt. Like, I mean, cause you know, for one, he's a Kansas city and, and for two, he always talks shit about St. Louis and anarchy. And he's been there, you know, he's been going in there and defeating basically everyone. Yeah. Uh, I am ultimately su- everyone. Yeah. I'm really surprised that Jeremy Wyatt walked out of that place alive, but yeah, let alone with the belt. Yeah. yeah. Let alone with the title. Um, it was definitely something I didn't expect because once again, you would think, you know, with all the momentum Gary J has with his unsigned and don't care, you know, he's, he's fighting all these legends, you know, he's doing what he wants to do. And he's basically the face of anarchy. You thought this was his night. This is the night back. It's circus Maximus. It's their WrestleMania. It's, this is the moment. It's nah, <laughs> See, this is the thing. Everybody thought the same exact thing about Warhorse, because Warhorse challenged Wyatt at circus Maximus. And everybody thought that was going to be the night and it wasn't. Yeah. I I'm telling you like, obviously there will come a time where somebody finds a way to best Wyatt. It just happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. But you know, regardless of that, I will never, ever, 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 ever not pick him to win ever. I just won't. Yeah. You, you, you just can't, you can't do it. You know, um, I, like the only thing that comes to mind that's even close in recent memory is the 60 minutes and change. And that wasn't for the title. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, like maybe you could have argued that, oh, there's a hole in Wyatt's game, you know, more than one fall. But he's, al- he's also proven that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had s- such a wide array of challengers and circumstances during this reign that it's it's really hard to see any hole you know like it's 60 minutes and change is this weird anomaly this outlier that exists kind of off in the ether Mm -hmm. and we have this bedrock of you know successful defenses and you know a wide array of finishes a wide array of opponents of styles it I just don't, I don't know who's going to do it. I mm-hmm. don't know who can. I don't know how. It it just, you know, it's a head scratcher. It's yeah. just one of those things that you've, it's kind of like Tom Brady and the Super Bowl run. You know what I mean? <laughs> you've lost the mic right there. <laughs> I know, I know. I, Mike, hear me out. This is why I make that comparison. He, he who shall not be named. Yeah, okay. Fucking but le- as much as we all want to fucking talk shit on Tom Brady... He's Tom Brady. He's the winningest quarterback to ever exist and that ever will exist. And that's kind of what Wyatt's going through right now is that like Wyatt, you know, he's kind of the old guard, you know, nobody's going to shy away from that. He won't shy away from that. He very proudly talks about how he's, you know, in his early forties and going 60 minutes and doing it better than anybody half his age could. Mm -hmm. Um, And how he revived pure wrestling and all you know he's not he's not wrong he's not (laughs) he's not and he's going on this historic run uh 
as a champion that nobody has ever done before and probably won't ever do again. And that's Tom Brady, you know, like as much as people want him to lose, as much as people want to deny the fact that he's this great, you can't, you just can't. So that's kind of where I'm at with that, with, you know, why it's title run right now. He's kind of the Tom Brady of independent wrestling right now. It was, it was right pretty now. crazy. I think at some point in that match, he like separated his shoulder and he did like the lethal weapon thing where he just had to like slam his shoulder back into the Oh, there's socket. no way he did then. So, um, that would that would be like, did he actually? Yeah, I mean I don't know how severe it was a separation, but he legit had to like slam his shoulder back into place. That's wild. It was fucked up. I mean that was right towards the end. Well, that sets ablaze everything I just fucking said. (laughs) If he's got to go get like a shoulder reparation done. Then no, I don't. It, it's not, it wasn't that. It, like he had to just pop his shoulder back in place. Like he was ah. able to finish the match. Yeah, I'm just saying that's you talk about. Well, of course he finished like, the match. What, yeah. you, but what, I'm just what saying. Gonna I, do, but I like, don't think. I don't think it was that. It wasn't severe. It was just he just at some point he was had to like fix his shoulder and it was. You don't. Do you not have to repair a shoulder when it's been dislocated? I mean, I think if you pop, pop it back, it into, back place, into place, you just got to ice it. There's nothing well, really Ballard else you did do. that, and then he was out for like a year. No. No, that was yeah. different. He had a different. That was different. Yeah. He different. he dislocated his shoulder, and then he popped it yeah, back that in. Was, remember, that was that power bomb into the turnbuckle. Right. Or the, the ring. And I know, like, he tore some I didn't stuff, see what, too. What but like, I just I know at one point, Jeremy had to, like, slam his shoulder. Well, and, I hope, I hope his shoulder's okay. I think he's fine. Okay. He was just, it was out for a second and he had to like, because that lethal weapon style, he had to kind of pop it back in. Maybe, maybe he was just making yeah. everybody Slam think it. his shoulder was out. I wasn't going to say that, but I I, it was pretty, it was a pretty intense moment. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the fact that it ended in a draw, I think that's when your main event ends in a draw, especially for how long that crowd was out there in the heat. And there were thunderstorms rolling in right about that point. They just wanted to see why I lose, man. They did that too. I mean, there was there was a lot of middle fingers getting thrown up. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, at that right at towards the end of that well, match. Well, so. think about it, man. They've gone twice, and both times they went to a 60 minute draw. So obviously, yeah. this means trilogy. Um, where that happens and when that happens, I don't know. They're just gonna do um, one show. It's just gonna be three hours long. It's just gonna be Gary it, J. It makes Jeremy you wonder: Wyatt. does does Wyatt defend the title at Journey? Yes, because they left it up to him, didn't they? They said that they were leaving he, it up to Wyatt. He, he already threat. said that 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 triple threat match will be pure rules somehow. Pure rules and will be for the the Gateway Heritage Championship. Wow, he did say. Wow, that. interesting. So Wyatt may not even make it to the trilogy. Do you think? Oh, man. You literally just said you were not going to pick Jeremy Wyatt. You heard about that shoulder injury and like, he checked out. He's like, know, I'm asking you guys. Um, um, I think he'll, yeah, I think he could. I mean, the only way he's losing is if he doesn't get pinned in that three way. Well, I was going to say, I think he hasn't a wrestled a three way pure wrestling rules match because remember the last time it was he wrestled two times in one night when, yes. um, yeah, when Mighty Micah and Jay Fowler. Both got uh, yeah. wins. So I mean, we'll we'll talk more about it when we have Walter on in the next week or two. But that triple threat match is 
uh, Graham Bell in the one called Manders. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking on Jeremy Wyatt. Um, I'll be fascinated to see how he gets out of that with the belt. But, I mean, you literally just said you weren't going to pick against him. I, I won't. You're right. I won't. <laughs> but that's uh, it's going to be uh, fascinating. The odds are stacked for him there, mathematically yeah. speaking. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. So that's that's Circus Maximus in a nutshell. It was watch a, it when you can. Yeah. Really good show. Yeah, watch it if you get a chance on uh, IWTV. Um, I definitely want to see it because it was it sounded show. great and the commentary was fantastic. So uh, shout out to them stepping their game up when the video feed was kind of left us lacking that, I mean, we, we put them over at the beginning of the show, but I, I just take another opportunity to thank Sean Orleans and Matt Jackson and Ben Miller, uh, you know, for, for doing their part. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, it was, it, it, it kept you, kept you involved even when you couldn't see what was going on half the time. So, mm-hmm. I don't think everybody was involved with this, man. I mean, it was the wrestlers, the people behind the scenes making stuff happen. I mean, like I said, you were given a day where it was 90 degrees. It was supposed to rain for like most of the day. Thankfully, they I think the last two matches ended up having like thunders and like thunderstorms in the background, which is crazy. But, you know, you had so much kind of against you. And you were still able to put on what you put on. And like I said, for the live crowd, they got a stellar show. Uh, I think when the video on demand hits, we're finally going to be able to see that. But right. that transfer of enthusiasm goes a long way, though, man, really. Like having that commentary do the things they did was fantastic. But like I said, overall, just having everyone, all all the people that did their roles in Anarchy did a fucking killer job. And it, it showed. I hope they get the credit they deserve. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's it, a it's just really nice to have local indie wrestling back and and be you know i I think this is just the start of something really cool between what anarchy and journey pro we haven't really talked about the collaboration between them very much um but i i'm really excited to see where it goes Mm -hmm. i just i think it's a lot of awesome people involved who are making a lot of cool shit happen and this was kind of just the beginning of it and then i think at journey pro here in a couple weeks we'll see kind of the next chapter of that and see where that goes mm-hmm. uh, but i'm excited to see more absolutely yeah um, man i think the, the only other kind of bits of news we wanted to cover uh i think wwe announced over the weekend that, that bailey suffered an injury mm-hmm. while training and she's going to be out for nine months i thought nine months is kind of conspicuous <laughs> to announce that like that time frame yeah but know. then you, if you're talking like pregnancy or something like that, or they it's kind of what I like, but I, you're not going to come back like you would think the month after you have a kid, <laughs> you know. But I don't know. It just that seemed weird. I thought I, that was. I, that I think was yeah, it did. It did. I don't know. Something about it feels weird. Um, doesn't make me think pregnancy, but uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you I think, wouldn't think because they've announced. Maybe it's a like, work, dude. It might be. Maybe I don't she's, know. I hope oh no, not she, for her sake. <laughs> she cut a promo where she blamed the fans for her injury, which is just kind of right on point for for her character right now. I, I think it was it was a really funny promo. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Bailey's gonna be stepping away for a little bit, so it'll be or is she interesting? I'd, if, I'd like to see her to do maybe commentary. 
Um, so somebody else had, had she can yell at Cole like, for two hours. Yeah, like I'd, I'd, I'd like watch it. Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, and Bailey on Damn, commentary would be commentary team would be pretty sick. Hell yeah! I mean, for as much as I don't like Michael Cole, that would be to see him get ragged oh. on by those two would be great. Oh, um, you! <laughs> don't you slander Michael Cole in my presence? He's earned it. Yeah. Sir? Yes. I no. can't stand Michael Cole. I have, you can't stand the direction that Michael Cole I'm sure Cole the person is, is a fine enough person, but you the character... You can't stand the direction that I Michael Cole is given. I'm sure he has enough push. I promise you. I want you, to, I want you to watch some like mid-late 2000s WWE with Michael Cole commentary and then come back and tell me that he's earned your slander. <laughs> oh, I will happily do so. Or the watch is still that guy. He the matches did. that came on after uh, Undertaker got concussed at WrestleMania, and he didn't have Vince yelling in his ear. Yeah, because yeah. he was actually calling yeah. some good matches after that. that. Yeah, you can go ahead and do that, huh? 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 Kevin, Michael, you be you Kevin. What I, you I didn't. Be? I don't know. I, didn't get into I was thinking about you. you guys. I was thinking uh, about you and your beautiful the beard. praises oh, of Michael Cole. You. There's, there's enough, uh, <laughs> there's enough Michael Cole praise on the internet. Is, is there? there? Yeah. I was gonna say, what are you Where? talking? What what website I mean, do you go into? I, I was totally. You remember what Matt corner Fowler of the internet had, are you on? Uh, right. Uh, t- it was like Team GDYC for the longest. I was I was team. I rocked Team GDYC for a while. What was uh, GDYC? It's goddamn you, Cole. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, that was a uh, that no. was a Matt that Fowler was, thing. Now, granted, that was during his like heel, you know. He wears like, like that wrestling gear. Planet. Talking about 2011. I probably about that time. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. Commentary that was, was rough. at its absolute worst. That yep. was rough. That's, that was that's un- actually. I think that's like unanimously the worst WrestleMania match of all time. Oh, that that one that he had with uh, Waller. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. I I mean, there's no defending that. <laughs> but I think if you erase that from your mind and from history, then people look at Michael Cole in a very different way, mm. which is what I choose to do. So okay, maybe give, maybe, maybe everybody you, at home give that a try. You keep your 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 positive spin on him, and I I'll, I'll balance us both out. So we're telling you okay. how much garbage he is. Um, okay. okay, there. Michael. So yeah, so uh, just know that you share a name with him. Hopefully, bear. Why should one I change my name? He's the one who sucks. One of these days. <laughs> yeah. One of these days. I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, my co host, Kevin WK and Michael Cole. I mean, Michael Reed. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says, ugh. That's not, no. Yeah. Um, and then lastly. Well, get well soon, Bailey. Yeah, get well soon, we Bailey. Move on. Hopefully, she uh either is on still on wwe programming doing something entertaining or if she goes off to do a movie or whatever she has a good time doing that yeah man Uh, whatever her plans are uh but the other big news this week was uh happened on aew you know we already mentioned that moonshine was on dark that was pretty Mm -hmm. cool uh but on dynamite itself you know everybody thought it was going to be a big night just because it was uh andrade making his actual dynamite debut his in-ring uh, debut. His in-ring debut on Dynamite, yes. Uh, but uh, no, they they decided to one-up uh, by debuting uh, what we now know him as Malachi Black, but at the time it was Tommy N 
it was cool. They just they did the whole lights out thing, and then lights come back on, and he's there in the ring. And uh, that needs to happen more, man. Just mm-hmm. did a spin kick to Arn obviously Anderson not too much more because you don't Arn want Anderson. the law of diminishing returns, but yeah, yeah, taking a huge bump. But yeah, shout out to Arn who yeah who did his own. Dude, did you see the spin. photo? Of, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you guys put it in the chat. That oh man, <laughs> I mean there was definitely boot to face, man. You gotta love the dedication. Yeah. How how is he so good at that kick? Like, I mean, he's that's isn't he a black nuts. belt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's like a legit. He's you know he's a legit striker. Yeah. He's like, but obviously that would be how. But I, <laughs> I guess you're. It was rhetorical. I, I I just mean like I don't know, man. It the the precision, mm-hmm. the accuracy of his feet, man. You know, on a normal week we'd have spent about half an hour talking about this, but uh, so <laughs> this we'll one have thing. to pick it up. We'll have to pick it up some more. Well, I just I think it's yeah, really cool that we'll, we'll we'll have probably seen more of like what he's gonna do yeah, now that he's there. What his plan is? Um, I mean, it was cool that he was still show. selling the uh, the eye injury that he. he yeah, took that's and, a lot of people were like, you know what? I like that he brought that continuity to a different place, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he does with it. So you know, I, I mean, it's is, an interesting decision. Um, um, oh, and I, oh, go ahead. Didn't didn't a lot of people give him shit though when he was talking about like some of the stuff he did for like little nods or Easter eggs on WWE with like his gear and who his next opponent was going to be or like the something about like really small details on like those promos he did about picking a fight and knocking on his door and like stuff like that. I don't know. Somebody was I I don't know. I feel like I saw something where fans were like, "Bro, he, he's it's not that deep or whatever." And now he shows <laughs> bro, up. Bro, bro, it's a prank, bro. Yeah, and and he shows up on Dynamite, and they're all like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! He's gonna be so great, and everything he does is gonna be fantastic." And I'm just kind of like, "Yeah, you, you fucking I, hypocritical, fickle wrestling fans." You know, I know, I know he was Pissing doing off. some, uh, uh, kind of like Instagram or uh, Twitter, or maybe it was on Twitch. He was doing some like live Twitch, live streams because his wife is a big Twitcher. Yeah, and and. Uh, you know, he had shared some ideas that he had shared where basically he like ran rough shot over WWE, like beating everybody. And people were like, come on, dude, really? Like, not everybody can have the Stone Cold career. Um, so I did hear that. Uh, it was, that was kind of the interesting part about him debuting was a Zelina Vega is back in WWE. I think we may have mentioned that last yeah, week. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, you probably, I mean, you that's weird. Last show, but that's, that's not what, because there were a lot of people that were speculating because she came back that that he was going to come back that he was going to resign, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a different deal or something. Because you know, why not? Because they've uh, done that a couple times now. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but you know, so that that was kind of a swerve that that threw everybody off. The other thing was, I think Sean Ross Sapp pointed this out uh, from PW Insider was that WWE did not. I guess at some point did not change his non-compete from 30 to 90 days. So he Oops. was released with a 30 day non-compete. So that's why he yeah, was able and to no one so knew fast. that as far as like yeah. no one fan knew. So yeah, having this happen was definitely a swerve because yeah, everyone was I, I waiting think, for two more months from now. Right. I think everybody was under the impression he was under a 90 day. And he, I, he, he might've alluded to as much to kind of swerve everybody off that he he was waiting but yeah it was it was a shock that he showed up the way he did you know another thing that uh 
I don't know how many people have really pointed this out, but uh, Zelina deleted her uh, I support unionization tweet. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about that. I, I wonder if it was stipulation to get her re-signed. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Probably. I mean, I think that's a bad look to... But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And I mean, if yeah. you don't have I mean, enough people kinda, on your side, man, I mean, what can you do? Yeah. You can't change. I mean, uh, I don't want to sound cliche. You can't change the system by yourself, but. Right. Especially something that fucking corrupt where, you know. I'm So I'm, yeah, I'm curious what kind of deal she got to come back. Um, I don't know, man. But she's going to actually be an in-ring competitor. But she gets so a stream still, she too. Was before. Right? So, I mean, there's got to have something. Because remember when they tried to pull all that social media stuff from them? And she's yep. still able to stream, so. That's true. So. It'll be weird. It's just, it's, uh, you know, everybody says, you know, AEW can't sign every WWE cast off. But it feels like they... I think they're smart in who okay, they Okay, I was going to say, let's, let's think no, about not, this because there's still them. some that are That's on their money. 90 days yeah. that are yeah. like. Um, you know, I think they've been smart. I don't think they've really buried any of their own talent to just to sign somebody no. and, you know. Nobody complained about compl- Moxley. No, not but. a single fucking person complained about Moxley yeah. and his run on top. So. Very and, true. And, and I think another, and I think part of the reason and this is something that they're doing a pretty decent job with so far, is anybody that is becoming a prominent role on their show regularly um, that they, you know, that used to work at WWE, they are clearly redefining themselves and creating this new persona and a new role. And they're being, they're being somebody that they weren't in WWE. Right. It's not like a recycle you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. So I'm not, that I'm... that I think deserves its due and its sure. grace. In terms I think they're, of they're... how fans are going. Obviously, fans are going to complain no matter what. But it it's something that you know should be taken into consideration because Moxley is not Ambrose and Miro is not Rusev, and uh, you know, Hager's not Swagger. You know. Uh, Jericho, he's not, he's not really, you know, like he's he's not doing the, we, the people salute. Yeah. I was going to say, he's a little more out there with his, I mean, I'm not not in public anymore. The two versions of Jack Swagger that we got in WWE, like neither, like, I don't know. To me, neither of them really fit like a glove to the JK. He he didn't get to do the badass character that he's doing right now. But I mean, I, you know, Jericho is not WWE Jericho. So like, no, yeah, no, no. I'm not saying they're copying. That's that's not, I know that's not what you're saying. Some, some people, that's what what people should consider. Right. When they're going to complain about, oh, AEW is just going to be doing what TNA did. And shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, I think they're, they're, uh, certainly, um, Paying, not paying respect, but I, I think you know when on when Andrade showed up, he looked like a million bucks. Like he looks like oh, dude, you know, yeah, he looks like a dude who deserves to be, uh, you know, if if you never see really him in WWE, throw him in there with certain other guys, sure. The, the and it's the same thing with with uh, Malachi Black. Like he shows up, he looks like a million bucks. Like right. they are they are doing a good job of featuring 
those talents in a big way. Miro too. Um, Miro too. Yeah. Now Miro was a bit of a slow burn getting him started. Yep. But now that he's, you know, and granted, not going. I, I don't. It's not like I feel like they have to put them all in the main event picture. It's not like that. But they've set up a mid card and their main event cards. There, there are a lot of moving pieces in there now. And I think the way the AEW has handled things with their long-form storytelling, you know, it doesn't have to be the same three, four matches nope. over and over and over. They'll be fine. And, yeah. But, and this is, this is something that I think over the next longer window of time people are going to have to uh, keep an eye out for is who's going to keep up. Because now they have these guys – who have been there, have done that, and who know how to look like a million bucks, you know? And and part of, I get that this is part of the appeal, but there's a large portion of their roster that has never had that. They don't, you know, they don't have that education. They don't have that experience. They don't know how to be a million bucks. They don't know how to look like a million bucks at the very least. So if you got a guy who knows how to look like a million bucks, even if he's not a million bucks, and a guy who doesn't, regardless of how good they are, that dis- there's going to be a disparity. Sure. Uh, so if you know, it's gonna it's gonna create this kind of like growing gap between, um, you know, perceptions. You know, guys who are a million bucks and guys who aren't. So those guys that can carry over and can learn to make themselves look like a million bucks or, you know, the ones that work that, you know, they, they, they hit all of their, the stuff that they want to do with them and uh, they get the intended response and everything. Those are the guys that I think long-term they're going to be able to kind of keep up. Uh, other guys, maybe not so much. I don't know. AEW's got a lot of people right now, <laughs> like yeah. a lot. I'm, but I they have like just... five shows right now going on, and right, I was gonna say, they are trying to get a ton they, of shows. I, yeah. you know, and I'm I'm genuinely excited for when their console game comes out. There's I think when they so first many characters now. When, I know when when they first announced it, I was like, man, I don't know. This roster is going to be kind of light, and holy shit, if they filled out that roster, it's going to yeah. be so much fun. I cannot wait for that game to come out. I know, you know, the first one's always kind of rough, but man, that roster is should be. Yeah, great. but they've got people who've actually worked on wrestling games before working on yeah. it. Like legends. I'm talking people who worked on No No Mercy and people who've worked on current games too. So, yeah. so it's just going to be awesome. Uh, with that, I think we're going to get out of here, folks. Um, Kevin is desperate to go mow his yard. So <laughs> A very adulting laughing, thing. If you've seen me laughing over the last couple of minutes while, while Dallas was talking, that's because Kev is sitting here in our chat like, fucking go. Like, gonna go mow I knew. I knew. Kevin, it kind of threw, Kevin it really threw me off mid-take. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin really is at 60 minutes now. He can't even do some change. Like, it's 60 <laughs> minutes. And after that, he's like, fuck it, I want out of here. Kev, we got to work I get Jerry Wyatt, thing, man. Brother. I did my time. You just fucking take my belt and go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere near as talented in anything. As hit that pay window and get the fuck out. Just want to clarify that. I, you know, I would challenge your sex appeal compared to Jeremy Wyatt. I think is on point, sir. I think I don't sell hmm. yourself short. I don't know, man. Well, I didn't know we were talking about sex appeal there, Mike. Well, um, I mean, hmm. well, he, I, he's uh, got to beat Jeremy Wyatt in something. I know Jeremy Wyatt is not like he, oh, he's you know, got he's got Wyatt beat with the beard. 
Yeah. Is that a, maybe can we, can we say that? It's Dude. not that Wyatt has a bad beard. No. It's just that it's, it's just Kevin. that Kevin has a beard of legend. <laughs> and it's hard to compete with a beard of legend. Regardless of That's how the good one thing is. I have going for the me. Beard I of legend. I mean, if I get rid of this, just... you'll just see me and my fortunes. <laughs> I have seen shape pictures of like no facial hair Kev, yeah. but with hair. It's so weird, dude. Yeah, yeah. The nineties are oh, weird. Oh, I need to see yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> All my hair migrated south after high school. I don't think you have four chins at this point. You lost. Oh, so you're point. Micah. I'm down to like three. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I knew a kid in high school that was like balding like freshman year. I wasn't that bad, but I was by senior year. I was already like the donut was starting to. Aww. Or I was starting to get I'm, the Gallagher. I where can't it just balls imagine. In. Yeah, it sucks. Aww. It is what it is. I'm, for me, it's thing. in the front here. It's because I'm just Dude, stressing I've out. Seen, yeah. I've you seen know. a picture of uh, Micah when he was young and he had hair. Dude. Kid had a fro. <laughs> Legit. Had a fro. That's how it goes, like, man. Sometimes like people with the longest hair when they were kids like end up be like losing it. Yeah, you just grow it all. It's it's like you get your peak hairline. Like, yeah. I always kept mine pretty short. So now that it's like this, it's like, oh, you know. This is the longest hair is... I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like head or to head head like anywhere on my head. It's never had hair this long. Well, now that we've done our Midwest goodbye. Yeah, it's our Midwest goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Get a haircut, everybody. So, we got to so like talk said, about beards, you know? Um, you know, I'm not sure it's in the name. E- either next week or the week after, because the week after would be the week of the show. Uh, we're going to have Walter on. We will cover the Journey Pro card for 78 weeks later. Yes. Um, looking forward to that. So <sighs> I'm not sure way either one of those two weeks we'll do that and maybe the other week we can try to get an interview or something. Yeah, it. man. We got people waiting. Um, would be nice. Yeah. Very much so. So uh, with that, I think we'll get out of here. Fellas, I'm, I'm sure you've said your piece, but just to make sure you got one last second. You want to throw anything in? No? Uh, go to Anarchy or go to Journey to go Anarchy. To Anarchy. <laughs> go yeah, to Anarchy. Twitch.tv. Twitch. It cracks me up how. Gotta wait till I, August. Was it was it Sean who, who couldn't figure out? Free. Twitch. Yeah, live yes. and free. It's free. Okay. Live and free. Live and free. Um. Yeah, twitch.tv slash journey to anarchy, and that's the number two. Yeah. Follow um, them and try to watch the video on demand when it goes up on IWTV. Had, it was a good solid crowd. It was, it was like mm-hmm. less than Follow the Twitch in, channel in the Twitch. because yeah. that's the only way you're going to be able to watch 78 weeks later if you haven't gotten your tickets because they sold out in 85 minutes. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's it. But the next one might not sell out in 85 minutes because there might be more tickets. Who knows? Maybe we'll 95 minutes. Uh, that yeah, might be, be 95. It's a mystery. Great, great question to ask Walter when we have him back on. So This is. All right. Folks, uh, you know, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate you. We will see you again next week. And as always, later, nerds.